everyone this morning. Great, thanks, Tom. I've had a fair amount of blood removed you today. Have, so? Yeah, just for a bit. But uh, no, at the hospital, too much iron, as you know. Isn't yep. there a way to just extract the iron without taking all of the blood? I mean, I don't claim to be a blood dude. Mm. But surely there's a way of just, if we can, liposuction start from the heart and, and inject it into me. face. What about a giant magnet, a giant red cartoon horseshoe shaped magnet? You yes. think that would do the trick? Might have suggested that at the hospital. How'd that go down? Not too well yeah. because yeah, I'm sitting in one of these wards where it's people with too much iron having blood removed, and then next door, old ladies with not enough iron uh, having it put back in. That, that's just taunting. I'm going it? just hook up some jumper leaks. Let's cut out the middle man. Just pump it straight over. Can you do that? I'm not sure if that's allowed. Yeah. But the woman who was sitting next to me this morning announced to the entire ward at one point. You know, the only program I watch on television is Dancing with the Stars. Mm-hmm. Right. There's no swearing. It's just good, clean fun. No swearing and Dancing with the Stars. That's probably why I haven't tuned in. Yeah, I say, it probably do with a bit more swearing. But then she's done that thing of, like, see if you can work out what she's saying here. She's going, oh, I mean, it's amazing work, really. Why is she doing this? Who's she telling? She's just telling everyone in the ward. As they're being, they're being drafted PA on. <laughs> but they've just gone into this. She's gone, oh, and, you know, they do very well, these celebrities, oh. considering how short a run they have mm. to rehearse. Mm. I mean, uh, proper ballroom dancers mm. would take a couple of years to get to the point that those celebrities yeah. are. <laughs> Although, I must say, the celebrities, there's a lot of football, a lot of oh. there, there, and then well. you realise, right. You I just demanded a bucket at that point. <laughs> but there was no swearing. No, absolutely right. I will point that out. Mm. Uh, yeah, so that was there. Um, and then, you know, I was supposed to be in here this morning to interview Warwick Kappa. Well, we all were. Yeah. Well, maybe if I lost a lot of blood, then that might reduce my brain. Beyond Warwick's level. <laughs> below the Flimstone line. <laughs> I can conduct a coherent conversation with Warwick Kappa. Well, you, you try to have a coherent conversation with the bloke, but he doesn't answer his phone. What's going on there? Yeah. Well, I, I suggested he was maybe making some deleted scenes for the video. <laughs> <laughs> that's good stuff. Because that's my first question. That's why he didn't answer his phone, because he knew my first question was going to be, Hello, Warwick Kappa, I send you $60 and have received no videos. I'm getting more stuff from the Nigerians that I send money to. At least they keep sending emails after you give them some cash. So you're saying Warwick's on the land? He's on the land. Okay. So I've gone to Capital World to see what else I maybe I can get from his 60 bucks. Yes. And I've got something in mind for our producer, Nikki Hamilton. Yeah. Look at this, Nikki. How would you like a maternity t-shirt that says Warwick Kappa on the front? All right. That's good stuff. Some of the best Brilliant. acting I've ever heard in this studio. Okay, so we don't have our big ass Warwick Capper exclusive to no. bust out at the top of the show. No. We need something new, though. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, is that fire still raging in California? I think they've contained a lot of it, but still a lot of damage. Uh, yeah. Over half a million acres of California. Yeah, Carbon Schwarzenegger, he does a good job. He just shows up and drops a few catchphrases and moves on. <laughs> and it seems to work. It's across there now. Uh, Mr. Governor, what can you do to reassure the people of California that they're about to stay? All I know, right, is that, ladies and gentlemen, the feds have been permanent. Doodles coming next. Uh, Change some stuff. And then uh, 
Scott Inger's going to be here, but it'll probably be a fair bit of Spider-Man talk. <laughs> Hello to all the four-year-olds uh, listening. Yes. Why don't have a biscuit? Do I know, man? They want biscuits. They want ducks. No, they want TV shows. Uh, yeah, so many TV shows we've talked about on the show over two years. Mm-hmm. So many requests for clips oh, yeah. that we've played before. Mm-hmm. But I think we know which is the most popular show we've talked about. What is our favourite uh, network on Australian TV at the moment? Rich, what is it? Uh, well, I would say the Crime Investigations Network. Our favourite thing they have on Crime Investigation Network is drunks in New Zealand. Mm. We're talking about Police 10-7, mm. where you follow the cops around as they try and deal with uh, unruly locals. Mm. This is our latest contender. Oh, I've got a picture, a bloke. Okay, I've got my eyes closed. Possibly a married gentleman. Okay. In a shell suit. And Patrick, and he's in a car okay, that may not be designed. When Mike breaks the news that the car is stolen, he gets an unexpected reaction from Paul. Okay, stolen. Well, it is. How do you know? Because I've checked the engine blog. I've just told you, okay? No. Check the engine up. Well, you know what? I had now, another policeman go through now, the car. Hey, he didn't say it was stolen. Step off the road, all right? I don't want you getting hurt. Oh, shit. You want me getting hurt, all right? No, I don't. Now, no, I don't. Now, listen to me. I didn't know the car was stolen. Well, listen, Paul... The only way we're going to get the guy who stole the car is if you're prepared to tell me about the circumstances. Just say it, mate. Just say it. Don't bang in, man. Just say it. Well, knocking off only implies that you know something about it being stolen. I'll tell you what. You charge me for stealing the car. That's not what I want to do. I want to get to the bottom. Nah, you do. You want to lock me up for the night? Let's go. Come on. You think I'm scared of the cells, mate? Well, no, I don't. I'm not from the cells. Hey, get that language out. You want to lock me up? Come on. I've done nothing wrong. <laughs> what he's done there is he's marched over to the cop's car, opened the back door, and just sat in the back <laughs> and demanded that he be arrested. What I love is that on the, in the American version of cops, he would be tasered well and truly by now. <laughs> so tasered. He would have taken nightsticks to the brain over and over again before he even started walking towards the car. So now he's sitting in the cop car, and let's pick up the action. Let's go. I need to stole that car. Well, I'm not arresting you. Why not? Because I told you, at this stage, all I want to do is get a statement from you to try and determine possession I of that vessel. I car from the moment it came to caravan park. That is my car. Well, it's not. It's a stolen car. Well, I'm going to grab all my gear. Well, you're not going to do that at this stage, eh? No, I'm not even my Bible, that's all. Well, you can get your Bible, but the rest of the stuff you can get at a later date, right? You might be law of the flesh, mate, but you don't know about law of the spirit. Now, there's one to try on the cops when they pull you over. Law of the what? Sorry, mate. Law of the flesh, that's your jurisdiction. Uh, yeah. I'm over here in the law of spirit, <laughs> so I can take as many kids as I want. So what he's done now is he's got out of the cop car, he's marched back to his own car, Good. which may be stolen, and then he's just decided he's not going to leave that car. With Paul getting more and more difficult to deal with, Mike decides it's time to make an arrest. I've asked you to refrain from using that language. Now you're under arrest for using the same language, all right, in a public place. Come on, there's nothing. There's nothing. Because, because you're under arrest. Hey, Paul, listen to me. I'm going to get 10 years for that. Because you're going to get 10 years for that. Let me finish, all right? Because yeah. you're under arrest, I'm going to tell you now that you have the right to You know what? I was under arrest anyway. All right, well, hold on. No, you weren't. He's on what? Hey, listen. Oh, hop out of the car. Take me to the police. Hop out of the car, Paul. Please hop out of the car. Thank you. Since when did you listen to me? Please, you have the right to consult with an instructor lawyer without delaying in private? Yeah, I will too. Yes. As soon as we get there. Hold on. You're not obliged to make a statement? What have I done wrong? Listen to me. What are you charging me for? I've just told you, you've been arrested for the same language. Yeah. All right? That'll be. 
that's unfolding over on cable mm. on CI, the Crime Investigation Network. <laughs> Just rename it the Drunks in New Zealand Network. How Make us happy. How do you think they convicted him of obscene language? Do you know any evidence? <laughs> so much beeping in the courtroom. <laughs> 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 now on Fox 8, it's been upgraded. Not bad. We're taking claim uh, for that, I think, aren't we? I can go to hospital waiting rooms and just stand there going, I watch Police 107 because it's got swearing in it and no Daryl Summers and no good clean fun. I hate that good clean fun. What are we talking about? If you've just tuned in, mystified, but don't worry, all will become clear. We'll be back with your email. Paul Kelly here at Get This around the nation. That's right, Get This. Your time is up! Hang on, Prime Boy! It's not over yet. Yes, Boydy. Yeah, getting so many emails. Oh, man, hundreds. Listen to this, Tony. Who wrote this this one, Tony? Well, this guy says, one up the bracket for Team Martin for never reading an email of mine out. That's from Zazov. Comedy, comma, Rudy. Yeah, I'm not going to say Rudy Zazov on the radio. That's not going to happen. I get it. Come on, Zazov. Better like big Zazov. Oh, what about Carolyn Forster? She's in love with us, apparently. You know why? Because laughter is the quickest way into a lady's undercrackers. That's a good one. Quickest way into the gooner as well, apparently. Yep, good. Gavin Wood writes on petitionspot.com. Now, get this, I don't bar up. Come on, Triple M. That's the kind of mystifying reference that's seen us. All right, Regina Enos. Right, there's got to say, or she. On television, advertising a something-something that sends you a something-something. It's good to see he's really making something of his life, despite being born an alien horse. Here's another one. Mark Roberts writes in and says, I don't know what all this problem with how Richard lives his life is. You guys go on and on about it, how Richard lives his life. It's clear. It was made a documentary by Rolf the Hill called Bad Boy Bubby. All right. He does own an awful lot of glad rap. David Reisman writes in and says, I'm pretty sure that Richard spends all of his time wrestling senior citizens. He'll only let them out of a full Nelson when they cry, You're the king, Mark Van. You're my king. And finally, Mark Greenwood writes, Richard lives in a ditch filled with whispers and pasta sauce. There, settled. <laughs> They're getting closer. Well done. What about Chris Hayward? Now, I think he was the man who added a C and B to Marlon's head on our Wikipedia page. So he's looking for a prize, Nicky. Did he ever contact you? Oh, we had about four people who all claimed they did the C&B. Plenty of prizes for everyone for quality work like that. 
How does anyone can do it to him while he's sleeping? They're really in love for something. Anyway, Chris Payhor is uh, giving us kudos because he claims Triple M's get this prompted me to read Nikolai Gogol's Dead Souls. <laughs> Can't remember that. That's our book of the week here at Triple M. Wow. Dead Souls. Back into the Russian literature. <laughs> All right. That's what we call it over the Tasman. Literature. Uh, what about this? Uh, you've got Big Fish now. Well, now that's a real name. No jokes, please. He's saying, have you got any copies of the legal download left? Now, this was an album we did last year. Only a 1,000 copies were stamped. Mm. But it's called the legal download. So the idea was hopefully someone will put it up on the internet for free. Nobody's thought to do it yet. So Triple M have gone and done it themselves. If you go to triplem.com.au, yeah. follow the links through to get this page, yeah. you can download not only the album, but yeah. the album cover art as well. That's right, so you can make your own illegal version of a legal download now. And the best part is, no picture of Richard. <laughs> it was before the white ending really yeah, started yeah. to kick in. Really good-looking cover. <laughs> There is a picture of me on the Triple M site, though, that you have drawn a caricature of me yeah. uh, that is meant to, I believe, be put on to women's... Um, no, no, it's meant to be on undercrackers. And, and a, you draw it on... If you're a gentleman with a petite seat, yes. you draw it on your undercracker. Yep. If you get it into the zoo's booty bank, yep. you win a prize. Yes, promotions, win a prize. I said it. <laughs> we've, had no, we've had no luck. No, no luck. And we've no, no single entry. And we've been scouring that booty bank, so we're throwing it open. <laughs> women... If you're listening... Oh, right now, said anybody gets in there. I know you're not, but if any one of our listeners have met a woman in the past, I doubt, then if you can convince one of them to draw it on and get it into the booty bank, you will win. That's why promotions win. Uh, all right, let's see, Nikki. What are we going to give away? You can have... Here we go. Some whispers and pasta sauce. No, no. Oh, yeah. A night in the ditch with Rich. Like, what is that? <laughs> 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 talking about no women. It's not just all fans of Nikolai Gogol listening to this show. There's women wearing undercrackers. That's true. Aren't you listening closely? Uh, I'd just like to say that while you can download the cover, I think they should put the whole booklet up, really, if it's going to be done properly. If we're taking this seriously, mm. you should be able to download the whole booklet. So you might get a span. That's what we'll give away. If you can... Get yourself into the booty bank. A basket of spam awaits. Yeah, outstanding. Yeah. When do <laughs> spam? When do the kiddies come out of school these oh, days? Oh dear. I mean, they seem to be having earlier and earlier days now. Yeah. Oh, right, Rich. My little nephews are getting out at like one o'clock in the afternoon. I reckon um, three, three twenty, three thirty. Yeah, I think we've got to play the soprano thing next. Yeah, okay. Before the kiddies get out of school, it is the final lift of the soprano tonight. Oh. Oh. Tied off. Let's get this around the nation on Triple M. Ed Cavalier's here. Richard Barnes here. I'm here. Nikki, our producer, is here. Cecilia on the phone. Matt Dow toiling in a dungeon somewhere. No one's seen him for months. All of us waiting for well, the final episode of The Sopranos. Few of us have had a look at the preview tape. Yeah. How would you describe it, Rich? I reckon it was fantastic. Yeah. That final scene. Well, it's not for everybody. I mean, no, generally, no. people seem very divided about the ending. I saw an interview with Jerry Seinfeld, and he said he watched the final episode, and he felt relieved because he went, finally, someone has made a worse last episode than me. Well, I really liked the Seinfeld. Yeah, but then he thought about it, and he said two days later he realised it was brilliant. Yeah. So, I yeah. thought it was excellent. It's, it's like, I don't want to say too much about no. it. It's never going to get to the Wonder Years mm. territory. 
Well, the, yeah, well, the bit where Winnie and Kevin doing what, Rich? Well, you think that's a final episode. That's a final episode of the first season. No, that's the final episode of the first season. No, the final episode of the entire show is Daniel doing the voiceover, um, talking through what happens in the next few years. Uh, Kevin's brother actually died a couple of years later. Yeah, um, not the final scene. In the, at the start of the final episode, at the start of the final episode, they're all up in, a, in the barn, and then later on it gets to that boring bit with the oh, parade. Oh, yeah, that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I hate all that stuff. Well, the bit where James Gandolfini flies off in a helicopter and <laughs> Falco has written the words goodbye in rocks. Quite touching. Very touching. They tune in tonight whatever damn time they're flying at. 10.45 calendar. And if nothing else, you will always remember to leave your handbrake on mm-hmm. once you've seen tonight's Sopranos. Um, now, we're going to play this thing. It's got a bit of swearing in it. Most of the swearing is beat. Good. This will be the last time we play it, but we have had so many requests. Okay. Uh, oh, most of these names are unreadable. <laughs> Mick W. I think that's the only. Yeah, no, that's a great not obscene one I can put somewhere. This was when Channel Nine just stopped, just stopped moving the show around. Alan to say, is there anything you guys can do to get him to stop changing nights and time slots? Mm. So we decided to put the man himself on the case. Here's what happened. Language warning applies. Well, we have moved the time slot. Uh, well, what's that about? Well, I'm afraid, uh, that's the show. Oh, yeah, okay. Listen, watching, that's when they're watching, okay? Excuse me. Uh, I don't appreciate being spoken to in this matter. Okay, you know, you know, you know, what the do? This is why the f***ing book since we got going there in the prime time, I don't know, some, you know, goddamn uh, Jules Lund or Charles F***ing stuff and all the whatever shit you got going. Let's get that out of there, right? You move it out. Look, I'm not disappointed at that time. But they said it was nice. You have a... I'm going to go bullshit right you got going. Get it out of there, okay? If you have a programming problem, you might want to listen to it. I'm not negotiating with you people, okay? What the f*** you got going on down here? Where is this trip? Every f***ing night you got to inside. How many f***ing girls is that show you got here? That show is very popular with our viewers and uh, advertisers are very favorable. What, you got to be paying for that shit? Yes. You want to have rates in there? Yeah, of course we are. Where's my skin? Sorry? What? Where are my envelopes? I'm going to send Paulie down there. Who? Give me some f***ing envelopes. Some of that stuff you got from that crazy damn Vodafone, whatever that shit is. Give me a damn thing to do. I can't have to bother you, okay? I'm sorry, this conversation... Okay, then what's the deal? You put this in the back. Who? I'm going to talk to that guy. I know he's running from the family. I'm sorry, I don't know who you're... Mr. F***ing Capoeira. That's who I'm talking about. You put him on me. I know the guy... I don't appreciate this. I can't... Okay, so can you get your f***ing head around this, okay? People f***ing disappear, okay? You got to tell me, who's that guy? The TV hopeful, Drake Wall. Yeah. Right? How do you think Australia's going to feel one day to wake up? There's no f***ing Drake Wall. Right? Uh, so what's the thing with that? And who's that, uh, that pretty boy you got down there? That fans, right? From the f***ing temptation, whatever that shit is. Yeah. One day you're coming in, that fans is gone. 
the little ones we have out there uh, trying to uh, get by with no effects, with no great world, with no kind of stuff at the moment. Look, I think you can work that shit out. Sir, if you have a problem with... I'm going to make this real simple for you, okay? You have to get some panels on. So I'm going to come down there. I'm going to go into the library stuff. I'm going to go out of this f***ing book and sort of talk to this f***ing big butt. And I'm going to play it back to f***ing back. Every goddamn night. Look, this is... Think about that. This is a very offensive... Yeah. Uncle. Well, you see how f***ing serious I am about this shit. Look, I just stop moving my f***ing soul around like it's true. They're all hiding. It's on the f***ing mattress and you can't find the f***ing thing, okay? Keep it still. You don't want them. You got those people at that f***ing funny video show? They tell them to find the clip by the devil with a gun on a mouth blast and then bust in your face, okay? I want to see that and I want the guys. It's Get This Around the Nation on Triple M. A new podcast went up last night. That'll be 144. Your last chance to hear Angus Sampson take our name drop challenge. A fair bit of Andrew Mercado plans for the weekend petition update. Behind a Rock with Gary Newman was cleared for podcast at last. So that goes up there and quite a few treats, uh, you know, that have finally been approved by lawyers after, some, in some cases, waiting for two years. Wow. They're going to be filling and chocking up to get this podcast as we head towards the finishing line. Those sketches are like Nelson Mandela, waiting for freedom. <laughs> yeah. And now look at him. Hey? Yeah. They're a free man and they'll walk out the front door. Well, is, that is that what he says at the end of In the Name of the Father? In the Name of the Father. I'm walking out the front door. Oh, is that, is that say Daniel Day Lewis? That's pretty, that wasn't bad. I thought that was in Nelson Mandela. I'm very confused. <laughs> Let's go and talk back mountain and Benny. <laughs> Runs one of the many Get This MySpace pages. And you, Benny. Wants a bit of Ultravox. <laughs> Here, protecting me. <laughs> yes, bro. See, that's like the bloke who, well, 
we meet him every week in the newspapers, the man who's caught downloading something he shouldn't be off the internet and then claims, oh, I was just doing some research. <laughs> the project I'm working on. Uh, there is no such thing as police corruption in the Philippines. Oh, really? <laughs> I don't know. There's an interesting article in the paper this week. Listen to this from Manila. The Philippines is giving the tough image of 110,000 police officers a friendly makeover. Uh, they've been ordered to stop wearing so much expensive jewellery to work to remove suspicions that they were corrupt. How much jewellery these guys wearing? Well, I think I saw uh, when I was in Malaysia, isn't it, Tony? I was in Philippines. In the Philippines, yeah. and I was there, and yeah. I, I did some littering, uh, and a man being held aloft in a throne told me to pick it up, and I thought, I think something's going on here. Cops can afford thrones. When you see a guy directing traffic in, like, a dress made out of gold, the American Express car. <laughs> when you see a parking officer with an entourage, yeah. that's when you know they're corrupt. Something's going on. Okay. Uh, you were in the Philippines recently. <laughs> yeah, well, it could be anything. It could be anything. Mr. Marsland. Uh, today's night doing a show without some cross-promotion. <laughs> okay, this is last week. Yeah. Um, and they did a follow-up story on a little girl, a little sick girl. Yeah. And you think, well, that's, that's uh, you know, it's interesting that they follow the story. Yeah. What, a, what a wonderful, uh, you know, triumph of the spirit this story is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how can they possibly follow this story up? Have a listen. Just a few weeks ago, an orphan was waiting for a double lung transplant of a kind that had never been performed in this country. Now she's a picture of health and enjoying every moment of dancing with the stars. <laughs> And I have timed this story out, right? And they sent this little girl to Dancing with the Stars. Obviously, she's a, fa- is a, she's a fan, mm-hmm. but uh, she had good fun. And, and so I timed the story out. It was like 3 minutes 20. And they spent about 1 minute 10 with the girl. It was about 35% of the story was about the little girl. Right. The rest was about today tonight. David Thompson, meanwhile, was just there to see Elka go. She could be in It Takes Two possibilities. She's got quite a good voice, actually, if you're looking for... Well, we're not doing cross-promotion on today tonight. Yes, the man has been kept hostage in a Lebanese prison for the last 15 years. On emerging, he said, I can't wait to see the premiere of Ugly Betty <laughs> on the Seven Network. <laughs> Follow one of those, yeah. Mm, thanks. Yeah, all right. Okay. Anything at all, listeners. Anything at all that makes you say. One triple three five three. That's Fallout Boy here and get this on Triple M. Where today we're looking for things that make you say. We've got one here. Hi, Tori. Hi. What's going on? Oh, just doing the ironing. The ironing. <laughs> so my as if is 21-year-old guys who watch the OC and they say they watch it just so they can mock it. When you know they really love it. Oh, really? Really, yeah. Tori. Now, Tori, where can you still see the OC on your, on your telly? Oh, I have no idea. Oh. I, I didn't get it on DVD, but I haven't seen it on telly. Oh, come on, Tori. Misha Barton, good move leaving that series. Has she done a Caruso? Mm, well, who knows what she does now. Yeah, this is cool, sorry. So she's, I think, um, going to be going into the movies. <laughs> Possibly just a series of dresses. All right, Tori, good stuff, good stuff. Nice to talk to you. Hello, Leanne, how are you? Hi, fellas, how are you? Excellent. Uh, you're as if? Um, Britney Spears' mother writing a book about raising kids. <laughs> <laughs> is that really happening? It's happening, yeah. <laughs> what kind of stuff has she got? 
there, the lady Tara's there. A little bit of skinny unconed as well. We're going to have a bit of that. We're going to play Job in a Nerd One final time for you this hour. And we're going to have a look at uh, your new album. You always seem to have done at least two or three albums when you come in on the program. Yeah, pretty prodigious as well. I thought, I thought, you know, I'm very proud of this album, but I also thought I might get a bit of comedy value bringing it in and showing you. I do not tend to come in into the universe. No, it's not eager in the universe. That's the feeling. I mean, that's when you can't be bothered thinking of a name for your band. Right. You just call it the universe. Well, we'll talk about the universe and what they've been up to in this hour. Okay. Close to me, the cure. Here it gets this. It's the second hour on Triple M. And woe betides anyone who has the hide to criticise it. Thank you, Rick. <laughs> woe betides indeed. Look, it's Scott Edgar. <laughs> After you got in the door that we were talking Toto's Africa. So I was very happy with that. One of my favourite songs. You know, with the top, I used to do a cover of that, an acapella take on it. Acapella started out. Yeah. And we did the keyboard like that. Amazing. Well, I to mention that band again because it will go off. You get one here. One free one, and then suddenly Rosanna keeps it. Let's just give it a try to say the band if you could, Scott. Now, you were, of course, uh, pointing in wonderment at our producer's stomach, which uh, <laughs> houses a tiny child, we're yeah. told. Unless it's an elaborate roost involving pillows that's been going on all year. Uh, Nikki is due to give birth to somebody. Mm. <laughs> exactly two weeks after we finish. How's the way she's timed it? Exactly. It's very clever. You've been making some calls late at night, haven't you? I think that's the reason we've been at That's it. <laughs> Backroom politics. Oh, anyway, Nikki. we're talking about that, and then suddenly you happen to mention what you're having some sort of child. I'm not having some form of child. <laughs> Yes. 
And you've got an album, beautiful artwork. You do all your own. own uh, I do my own artwork. Yes. And what is the? Obviously, we can't play any of the universe today. <laughs> sadly. Well, but, you know, we're no machine translations. Or who have you got this, this week? Cold uh, chisel. We're definitely no cold chisel. Well, thirsty mood coming up. Thirsty mood. I don't think you fit into that category. No. What is the universe sound? Look, I'm wondering. I would say it would, would be. I guess you could describe it as jazzy, acoustic, adult, contemporary pop. <laughs> Not nerdy at all. <laughs> <laughs> jaunty, jaunty is another word that I can get near You know, mention all bases covered. Do the other members of Tripod come along and stand at the back of the gigs? And um, they come when it would be really rude not to. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> can I get out of there? <laughs> uh, Scott, I'm intrigued by the uh, song title "Trapped in a Constable." Yes, yes. Well, that that is the opening opening gambit. It refers to the landscape painter Constable. Oh, there you go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> a metaphor for suburban life. Okay. Great film clip, though. Okay. Great film in the making, okay. hey? No. Yeah. What about right up the turner? Who's that? What's that about? Fairly <laughs> cost to mention in this very same song. <laughs> I have, in fact, written a pop song comparing the two. Okay. Okay. <laughs> We've already had Go Goal in the first hour. <laughs> We're keeping the uh, Triple M demographic on board. Yeah. Uh, look, we're going to have politics next. Don't go away. Don't be frightened. It will still be funny, hopefully. Don't get this. Yeah, I think you made that point first. You moved the hard way here at Get This Around the Nation on Triple M. Scott Edgar, uh, well, amongst many other things. He's part of Tripod. Let's not deny it. He's here today. Uh, you were at the Arias, I think. I was at the Arias. Yeah. yeah, we had a lovely time. We, in fact, finally met Rodney Roos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Met him up close. Rodney Roos, quite a polite guy. Oh, yeah. Actually, it turns out. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So it's yeah. all an act. Not that rude. Yeah. Despite the fact he was on his I don't give a rat's ass to it for three and a half years, just after your mum's bum wound up. And of course, his most recent tour, and indeed the album that you guys were up against, there it is. And yeah, which is a good name for an album. You've got to admit. Sure. Um, so, what was, was the shop talk? Well, I, I was. I was actually, I didn't get a chance to really partake in the whole conversation with Rodney. Yoni and Rodney really sat down and, and, and downloaded, but right. at the time I was trying to get Gates into the building because he had just met, uh, missed his plane that day. Right. Yoni and I had to actually go up the red carpet as a couple, mm. which was lovely, <laughs> which was nice. Yeah, I was into that. It was there was a time now baby bump on you as well, I knew. Eyes were wagging. I was trying to wear a sort of an entire line dress to cover it, but I'm not going to wag. Yeah. Um, and how did were you doing sort of in, sorry, no, no, sort of interviewing on the red carpet? We did a little bit of interviewing. We had an interview and we had a few uh, a few youngsters, you know, charitable enough to ask for our autograph. That's right. lovely. Although one of them, um, as I was signing her little book thing, someone more famous was coming oh, up uh, behind us. I think it was Daniel Jones. You could sort of hear by the Ooh, roaring. Yeah. And, and she actually snatched her pen and book back off me. <laughs> <laughs> someone more famous was on their way up. Cross it out, you. Cross it out. <laughs> Yeah, uh, was it songs from songs from self sourcing? That's an excellent album. Uh, how many times now have you been nominated for uh, the Aria? Our nominations, if you include the Skid Out compilation DVD, would number seven. Seven out of which we've won one. Well, only one. <laughs> Uh, the thing I think Rodney actually is probably I think he's been nominated every year that we have as well and some more before that too so I, I'm you know there but for the grace of God go on I'm actually 
uh, my one uh, sort of big note, I'm actually the uh, record holder for winning that particular award. Really? How many? Well, I still have won four. You've got four Arias, though, for best comedy albums. Three with... Uh, you could make a crown out of them. I could. You could prop your car up and walk around with it. I will not have them in the house. Because, as I say, you'll fall over and skew yourself and that's all you'll be remembering. Very true. Man spiked by own accolade. But no, it's three with Mick Malloy and then one with the Z Generation before Mick was in there. So technically it's four. Well, yeah, but as a comedian, it's how many times you lose to the most Always striving for quantity, but hey, there's someone else who knows how to get a laugh, and that's Peter Costello. I think you'd agree, guys. We've had a lot of requests for Mr. Costello's comments from earlier in the year when, as we know, he was blaming pretty much everything on Kevin Rudd. Have we got another one of those? So, Rich? Oh, 
then I think you're in nerd country. Well, so I spent all afternoon yesterday getting my Super Nintendo to work. Oh, yeah. Just so I could play uh, Super International Cricket. Fantastic. Tell you what, it's paying off. <laughs> What did you have to do? Well, you got to like talk to the telly. No, you got you got to tune it in an RF call, yeah. right? But I noticed that what was happening, Scott, yeah. is that it wasn't registering the RF. Now this can require two bits of uh, remedial attention: either a jiggle on the cord yeah, of the yeah, sure, or then you have to spend all night jiggling, oh, or the old classic: spit on a tissue, rub it through the Super Nintendo to get the gunk off it. That's like it. So jiggle it or spit on a tissue. <laughs> the two options there. Uh, a lot of people are dropping me in as a nerd, Scott, because uh, I mention occasionally on here that I still have laser discs. And people are saying, you know, when are you going to get behind Blu-ray or HD DVD? Now, see, I don't know whether this is nerd versus geek country, but I don't really care what the system is. I'm concerned about what's on the DVD itself. You know, yeah. you're worrying about... HD or Blu-ray, it's like worrying about the frame of the picture. Let's talk about the picture itself. What are the extras? What are the special features? Mm-hmm. What are the deleted scenes? Blade Runner Director's Cut 8 is coming out soon. This is why I'm hanging on to laser yeah. not because it's superior technology. It's not. But you can't get the Criterion commentary track on Taxi Driver. <laughs> I know, Tony. On DVD. No, I know. You can't get the Spinal Tap commentary track exactly. with it as themselves, not as the characters. Just listen. Nobody left out there. It's even like me there, though. But see, that's why I'm ever. It's not the technology, it's the content. Not throw away the laser display. Do you have anything like that, Scott? Old school technology at your house that you refuse to dump? Oh, we, we've got, well, video games up the yin yang as far as old systems is concerned. We've got the Nintendo 64. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. America. Uh-huh. Oh, of course. No, no, no. I'm sorry to insult you here. I didn't see you tattoo when I asked you. You know, there's a similar thing with that when they try and sell you sound systems at they, they, they turn it up really loud, and yeah. they need to tell you that they're good speakers. Exactly. You know, it's a similar thing. It's like, uh, yeah, anyway. Oh, no, it's just for how many years you couldn't buy a television without some guy going, Man, I'll put true lies on what you hear this. It's not all going to be explosions. <laughs> all right, do you know a nerd? Are you a nerd? Dob them in. Call us now. one triple three five three. Maximum carnage for a few boxes of what did he have break or is this our show? Okay, it's time to nerd here and get this. Around the nation on Triple M. Scott Edgar is here. You may know him from Tripod. Yeah. Or Scott Edgar in the Universe album in the shops now. Well, can I stop you there and say it's on iTunes now. Is it? Yeah, but it's not in the shops yet. Okay, it's nearly nerdish. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome aboard. Who's on the line, Ed? Hey, Ben. Hey, Young. Good, thanks. Job in there. Oh, myself. What are you doing? I have various video game soundtracks, including that Mario one you just played just then. <laughs> Tell me, Ben, let's settle this once and for all. I maintain that that is from the original Nintendo Entertainment System, system version of Mario. Is that right or not? That's an original sound to me. Thank you very much. Well, I'm glad we're tidying up these unfinished storylines before we sign off for four weeks. Hey, are you going to go and see? There's an orchestra touring up, isn't there? Who's playing all the time? Oh, they've been and gone? Yeah, I think so. Did yeah. you go to the gig? No, unfortunately, I couldn't get there. 
where is that man now, Xander? Uh, I don't know, actually. He's uh, lost in the history of my past. Yeah, I think his name's Christopher Pine. I think he's in the Federal <laughs> Parliament somewhere. It wouldn't surprise me. All right. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks for your support over the last few years as well, sir. Oh, anyway. Thanks for the show, guys. All right. For the memory. We'll be around to do it in person in four weeks' time, going door to door. Alphabetically, I think that was a bad oh, idea. Yeah. <laughs> right, but coming up next, the musical stylings of Nickelback, yes. And Ed Cavalier. No, it's not. It's something new called Radio Nowhere. Scott Edgar is here. Um, Hello. Which is always embarrassing when we have to play something new to do. Oh, dear. Well, we're done. This was from last year. A few people. Um, Jewel Zatz has. Uh, is that a joke? Is that a Seymour Bucks? I think so. Jules, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you say it? Yeah. Jules. Oh, Jules, the singer, Jules. Yeah. Is she noted for her ass? Yeah. I'm not sure. Oh, she is. Yeah, okay. she's fine. Yeah, she is. She's fine. She's in that wagon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what she wants to hear. Uh, the time that we proved, finally, that Ed was a liker of Nickelback. How did we do that, Rich? It's a dirty story of a dirty man And he says he doesn't care for a certain man Yes, it's Ed Cavalier that we're speaking of You know he claims that he's not But he's secretly a Nickelback liker Nickelback liker Being sad for Nickelback I'd like to meet Cause I really like your pants around your feet Oh, I wouldn't tell Tony and Richard that I'm a fan of your band But it's true, I am a Nickelback liker Thank you, Ben Jealous and Mike Oldfield. The keyboard is there. Yeah, I can't argue with that evidence. Can you? Uh, you can't do. No, he's definitely a... Nickelback Liker. Liker. Ouch! My ears are bleeding. I'll see you at the Arias next year, right? I don't think you will. Let's hear from the modern sound. Obviously, we're winding up in four weeks. Good luck with all your future endeavors. We may have you through with Andy Dorody. Can you listen in Get somebody with an out-of-date laser this time. We don't know what we're going to do in the last week, but there is a bad plan to get every single person who's ever been on this show to do something. I can see that idea is an appealing one. I'm One line of that power balance that Mr. Cavalli is finally going to finish writing.